0: My God, we are. Back. It's been so long.
1: Yeah, it's been what, two weeks? Oh wherever? My. we were on, on some load management. You know, we, we had we had a little bit of injury, you know, timeout going on. Hey, but, hey, uh, hey, if I'm healthy, I'ma play. That's, yeah, what, hey, that's Hey, hey, that's right. You ain't you? about that load management. We already know. But welcome back to episode eight of I Think I Know Basketball. That's I'm right. your boy
0: Kyrie. I'm your boy Keith, and ah, oh, I've missed you people and missed everyone so much. I mean, I've been watching so much basketball, and it's just like Kyrie's on load management This is crazy man. Yeah, this is crazy. I, get you at the game man. I
1: know man game. What happened It's like you're gonna be over there Busting me out in the press conference I mean I didn't I Listen I, I wanted to send out A bunch of disgruntled tweets
0: <laughs> and, just, and just call you out But I couldn't do that You're you know, gonna we get we, your we, Inner Doc Rivers on We on the same team You know what I'm saying yeah. so If you was on the opposite team Like Kawhi and LeBron Maybe I would've t- Took all the shots But you know We on the same team But you know you know, If I'm healthy I'm gonna play That's all I'm saying
1: there, <laughs> they, they, there we go But hey I had a legitimate excuse man I could barely talk This is true <laughs>
0: This is is true. So it wasn't load management. Not you, really. No, not really. Was no. you that, injured?
1: <laughs> my 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 throat was injured. I'll tell you that, man. Like uh, I'm never going never going to the dentist like before a show again. Yeah, but I don't know what you was thinking, man. The people need us. Yeah, I mean this is this is true. But hey, you know what? Sorry for the layoff. We are back. And while we got you here, make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. I Think I Know Basketball, Mm -hmm. and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor FM app. Let's do this. Make sure you comment and get engaged
0: with us on social media. Join the conversation. We need some hot takes. We want to know what the people think out there about some of the stuff that we're saying, and just offer us some different perspectives from your
1: point of view, because you guys are watching these games, too, and I want to know what you think. Absolutely. You know, We want to know what you think. We want to know... Uh, what we can do to help grow this thing a little bit and and things that we can add to help make it a more enjoyable listening experience for you. We all love basketball, and we love making it fun.
0: Enough of that mumbo-jumbo. Let's get right back into it. Let's get into the basketball. So first off, I just want to start with the Philadelphia 76ers and Celtics game that happened a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we
1: we meant to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about
0: the game. I want to talk specifically. I want to get to to after the game. All right. Uh, The game was a good game. Philly won. They dominated. You know, it was it was kind of surprising to see that. I didn't expect them to come out and win that game the way that they did, but I want to talk about something that happened
1: after the game. Absolutely. And so, um, if you guys have been following a little bit of Joel Embiid's saga through this year, so the Philadelphia 76ers are a good team. Joel Embiid is their best player. Yes. At times though, he isn't always showing up with the all-star kinds of numbers that we know he's capable of putting up. Mm -hmm. And just before this Philadelphia 76ers Celtics game, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, who are on TNT's basketball analyst crew, called Joel Embiid out a little bit for his performance in a loss to the Denver Nuggets. It wasn't a bad
0: thing, though. They they called him out in in a praising way. But I want to specifically focus on the difference in advice that was offered by Charles Barkley Shaquille O'Neal.
1: Yeah, so real real quick before before we get started. I'm gonna let you get into this Let's play a clip of that post game conversation between Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal after Joel Embiid put up a 38 point performance against the Boston Celtics And we'll get into what Keith is talking about take a listen
2: Listen, we don't expect you to get 38 points every night, but we need you to be aggressive Because when you're a great player and you are a great player You have to set the tone for your team every single night, because you got a chance of being the best player in the world. We don't say that about a couple of players. I appreciate you. I'm, uh, I I've really listened to what you said and Shaq, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep walking, and uh, you know, I'm definitely gonna use that and try to get better every single night and bring it every single night. Thank you. Joe. this is me, Shaq. You played hard, your teammates followed you. And this is how you're supposed to play every night. I know Charles just said he doesn't expect you to get 38 every night. I do. I've seen it before. You you. can do it. You have it in you. You have to get to the point in your career where you look at people and be like, oh, tomorrow we play Minnesota, I'm getting 40. And challenge yourself to that. You could do this, what you did tonight, do it every night.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I want to talk about the difference between what Chuck offered and what Shaq offered. And I want to bring up a, a, a phrase right now. Championship mindset. Mm-hmm. And I wanna focus on that. That's gonna be the kind of the, the theme of this show. Championship mindset. It really kinda is a theme. I mean it because yeah. okay, so so focusing yeah. on, on on that right there, so Charles Barkley pretty much is saying, I don't expect you to do this every night. You know? I'm gonna hold Ben Simmons accountable and he needs to deliver. And I'm not gonna hold you accountable all the time, you know. I don't expect this from you every night.
1: Basically, saying I expect you to play well, but I don't expect you to dominate every single night. Just you know, as they say, like set the tone yeah. and yeah. and you know lead your team and kind of do all of that. But yeah. I but think Shaq, yeah. Shaq
0: is like I expect this from you every single night. And this is a man that's won three championships.
1: And you know what? It's part is partly the, the championship parts. But again, I was thinking about this earlier when I was when I was watching this clip right? Shaquille O'Neal is the guy who did that. He well, did it. his entire career. He, yes. he was the guy he was who the went guy. out and put 30 points on you every night and dunked you through the rim and put up double doubles all over the place. Like yep. he was the most dominant center outside of Wilt Chamberlain, arguably that there has ever been in basketball. This is true. This is true. And so, and so he's, he's over here saying like, look, man, if you want to be this dominant, if you want to be a, a champion, that's how you have to play every single night. And he's right. He's not wrong. I yeah. mean, I can bring up an example of a center
0: who had all the potential of doing that and didn't, and it's Dwight Howard. Yep, that's what I thought Howard you were a, say, Dwight Howard should have been hearing this type of talk from Shaq, but there was too much of a... Uh, uh, uh. There was too much catfighting going on between those two yeah, over they're... the whole Superman name and stuff like that. So Shaq wasn't really being the mentor he should have been to Dwight Howard. So it's for me, it's a little refreshing to see him hold Joel Embiid accountable and say, "Yo, go out there and be dominant." You know what I'm saying? Instead of like calling him out for not being dominant and yeah. stuff like that. You, like, you know, he...
1: I, I feel like with Shaq, like at that point in time, because his, his career was you know kind of winding down and stuff like that, and so. There was probably this this adversarial part where they're kind of killing Shaq before he's dead, yeah, you know, but yeah. before, before he's like really had a chance to sit and, and have people take his legacy in and kind of all that. And so, you know, Dwight Howard is kind of like, Oh, people are talking about him. Like, Oh yeah, he's the most dominant center of the day. And Shaq's still out there, you know, still playing and kind of, you know, grinding that ax a little bit. And I feel like with great players, sometimes uh-huh. they don't want to be mentors, no. especially not when they're playing. Cause they're
0: like, I'm not done playing yet. You know what? And that's a great point that you yeah. bring up. Cause Shaq wasn't, Still playing while Dwight Howard was in the league And it was kind of like the passing of the torch So we're going to wrap up that topic Because I want to talk about the passing of the torch Oof. Listen, did you see Giannis put the crown on his head?
1: I saw Giannis put the crown on his head oh. And you know what? I got to be honest with you Oh I, man, I'm about to argue I, No, no, I, was, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can say that it was bad because he's, So he's over here saying I'm the man is, now Is he, he not the man? Oh, I don't think he's the man yet now, now I'll I'll say I'll say this, yo. We're, he, we're he's making, the reigning MVP, but yeah. I don't
0: know if he's the best. He's, he's he, gonna be the MVP this he year. He pretty too. much. I mean, the clip is this is my crown now. Like, and it's just like, wow, he's doing that, and he's, he's, and doing, he's it. doing it in a game where they're dominating. But, and I mentioned this to you earlier, mm-hmm. the Lakers started that game off slow, and at the end of the game, they were still right there.
1: I'll say this about what I saw yesterday. First of all, the Bucks are a better team than the Lakers. You think so? Yes, I think so. And and the and the, the Lakers have two superstars mm-hmm. in LeBron and A D and they have a they have a solid team, right? Um, but when you think about how they played against better opponents, right now they, they come into, you know, today six and five against opponents that are above 500. So it's okay, right? They're not losing to everybody who's good. But, you know, most of their wins, most of their dominance are against teams that aren't that good, I you mean, know, teams that they should be beating. And when they play better teams, you can see some of the limits that they have, especially with the shooting. I mean, like,
0: their bench scored no points.
1: They're, actually, no, Marquise, that's wrong. They scored four points. <laughs> <laughs> they score four points in a whole game. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. That is su- unbelievable. that is such trash. Uh, here's what I, here's what I feel about Giannis and so it's so, okay. Let me ask you this before we get started. Who's ask. the Who's the man? If 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 Giannis is not the best player in the league, who's the best player in the league?
0: Right now, if Giannis is not the best player, okay, okay. When we say best player, are we talking like most dominant player. Like who, what do what do we mean?
1: I'm I'm talking like. His overall best player. I, I, I'm talking. I'm talking overall best player, most complete player, the man that, you know. I'm going with. Bron- he still had a triple yeah. double yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm going with LeBron
0: James right now. Yeah, LeBron is still the king, and I think it's real disrespectful for Giannis
1: to put the crown on his head in the middle of the game. <laughs> and, and, and you know. And you know what? I as I think about that, I was thinking about it earlier. I still think I agree with that. And the reason why is because you can see that LeBron is not playing at full LeBron potential. I said this when we were talking about Kawhi yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and LeBron earlier in the year, there's a level that LeBron is not going to right now because he knows that it's too early in the season and he's about to turn 35. You can see, and and, and I don't really like it truthfully because you want to see the best player go out and be dominant every yep, night. Yep, yep. Um, you know, and so you see the kind of passiveness in his play, and how he's, he's perfectly willing to funnel everything through Anthony Davis when he can. Yeah, um, he's willing to sit up there and wait for you to cut, or wait for you to come open
0: and, and let, let you shoot. Everything you're talking about is the experience, and that's part of the reason why I think yeah. LeBron's still the best. Now, with that being said,
1: like 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 for example, if we were like, if we were to talk about, and, and I believe this, if we were to talk about who would win a seven-game series... The Lakers will win. I think the Lakers would win because, again, if we're talking about the NBA Finals, I think that we are going to... The Lakers to- would beat the Bucs in a seven-game series. And the Clippers would beat the Bucs in a
0: seven-game series right now.
1: I think and and I think so because again, when you have long series like that, you're you're able to adjust and mm-hmm. people are gonna people are gonna make Giannis shoot threes okay, all the and time. That's what that's what I was gonna bring all up. All the time.
0: Now, this is what I was yeah. going to bring up. Now, in that game against the Lakers, Giannis hit five threes. And that right there is a flash of what can happen in the future. If he's gonna be hitting threes like that consistently next year. Or even at the end of this year, then yes, he's the best player that, in the world.
1: That's that's a flash of what the basketball apocalypse looks like. Oh my because god! Because if LeBron, like, because if Giannis starts hitting threes at anywhere near league average, like all the time, if he's hitting like thirty five percent threes, forget mm-hmm. it, forget it, forget, forget it. it. I mean, and what it, are you supposed no, to do about Not even that? just the threes. If he adds a little sixteen, to 17, 18 foot jump shot, man, can, it's re- going to be. If he a can dub. remotely shoot jumpers, at the same time, I I think that I do ultimately agree with you about LeBron still having that level that he can go to and when and when the season winds down and we start getting into playoff time I think we're going to see the real LeBron and that he still has a a year or so left in that, you know what? I can go ahead, and if I feel like putting 35, 40 points on you, I can go ahead and do that. Like I said, yeah. the Lakers started off cold, but they ended They ended
0: the game hot, and they were still right there, even though they was down yeah. by 20 points at some point. So let's keep it going to, to another powerhouse in the Western Conference that actually played a game, the Los Angeles Clippers. They played against the Rockets in that doubleheader last night. Oh,
1: my God. These games are turning into just must-see TV. Yeah. They are
0: so fun. I mean, they are so fun, and it's crazy. Russell Westbrook exploded for 40 points last night, and I'm looking at that game.
1: That was one of his first like really huge games of the yeah, season, because I mean,
0: normally it's been about James Harden. The thing that's funny, so I'm, I'm watching NBA on TNT, and, and Charles Barkley said on NBA on TNT that the NBA has been a disappointment. And I agree with him, because when the season first started, mm. there were so many teams out there that we felt could win the championship. And right now, it's pretty much like three teams we feel could win the championship. Well, me at least. Maybe four. I'm going with the Celtics. I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going with the Lakers and the Clippers. And then the Rockets are right there. Those are the five teams I think they can actually win a championship right now. You don't, you don't right think now. Philly's in the conversation? I mean, Philly's in the conversation. I just didn't pick them because I only want to pick two teams from the East. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going with the Celtics and okay. the Bucks. You know, I can't leave out the Celtics, baby. So, that. So, but with that said, you know, Portland's been a disappointment. Denver Nuggets has been a disappointment. The Utah Jads have yeah, been a disappointment. the, Den- the Denver Nuggets. Uh, right. The Warriors
1: yeah. are what? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, the thing is, like, when it comes to context, right, you, you can't be surprised about the Warriors. But, it, but again, it was just like – the, the injuries and what happened to them, you know, and and you know, you, you I mean, figured Steph would at least be around, and now about, he's not. Talk about injuries. The Raptors Steph's on Twitter for the wrong reasons. The Raptors <laughs> are dealing
0: with crazy injuries right now. Yeah. Siakam's out indefinitely. Mark Gasol's out indefinitely. Yeah. Powell's out indefinitely. I think Van Fleet's still out, and they were one that's of the right. top teams in the East. So it's like that's what I mean. Like it's the NBA. Okay, so with the with the Raptors, they're not necessarily. Dis- I'm not gonna. Any team that's dealing with an injury bug, I don't really blame them yeah, necessarily, yeah. but the NBA still has been a disappointment.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's absolutely fair. What and- teams
0: do you think can win the championship right now?
1: No, I think I'm more or less with you. I think that in the West it's going to be I, I mean, like are there is there any scenario in which the Lakers and Clippers aren't going at each other for the Western Conference Finals? I mean, like, right I feel like now, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, right now like, it's I mean, kind of hard to it, it, imagine. It would, it would take a crazy series from like Russ and Harden to, to break in that.
0: But I do think that if anyone, you know, I'm looking at the Rockets and I'm seeing them and and with Russell Westbrook, I don't see them having the same issues that they had before. If that makes any sense.
1: I I think like, they I think that him and James Harden have a better vibe and and I mean even though it seems awkward and Russ sometimes is kind of like doing he's still kind of shooting the same shots he was Mm -hmm. I think he understands that this is this is James Harden this is his offense this is what he does he's gonna put up the numbers but then when Russ gets his opportunity you know on a a night where things are really working for him like Uh yeah go ahead go
0: off do your thing speaking of bad vibes and holding grudges let's transition to my homie Kevin Garnett the consummate basketball grudge holder. So he's about to be in a movie with Adam Sandler. Yeah. I don't even know the name of the movie, but I don't care because the content that we're getting in the promotion. Is it promotion... that
1: Uncut Gems? Yeah, I think it's called Uncut hey, Gems. Hey,
0: I said I don't care. The content we're
1: getting in the promotion for the movie is it's great. Excellent. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. So go ahead. Set it up for us. So earlier this week, as part of the promo for this, as a matter of fact, Uh-huh. Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett jumped on the Book of Basketball podcast mm-hmm. with Bill Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, as you all know, notorious Boston Celtics fanboy. Yep. So yep. Yep. Jumped on the podcast with Bill Simmons. Simmons is loving it because one of his, you know, favorite players from the Golden Age of Boston Celtics basketball in recent memory is on with him. Uh, before, and, okay, yo,
0: yo, that's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. We have one golden age of Boston basketball, and that was the '80s. You know what I'm saying? So
1: you don't you don't even count the the title time. Yeah, I, I, the, the, no, the that's what I'm saying. Title?
0: That that was title time. We won the 08 championship, but that was in the golden era of the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I just
1: said recent memory though, okay, so did, I did, so, so I qualified it. My but, fault, my fault. But my fault. anyway, let's. <laughs> I'm ball no, ball. I, I'm, over, I'm over here about to piss you off. No, sure. It's funny because I, I made sure that I said in recent memory because I because I did because I didn't want to didn't want to be too blasphemous. No. But anyway, let's set this up. Bill Simmons talks about that 2012 playoff run that the Boston Celtics had, where uh-huh. it looked like they might be on their way to another championship. Yep, yep, yep. They ran into the Miami Heat and LeBron James in the conference finals. Yep. KG still a little salty about that. Let's listen to what he has to say. A little. Do you think you pushed LeBron too far in Game 5? Because Game too 6, he's unbelievable. You think you <laughs> gave him you the talking? eye of the tiger? Pushed
2: him too far? <laughs> Nothing? Man, listen, let me say something to you. The C's, we didn't give a fuck about LeBron. We didn't fear LeBron, and we didn't think that he can beat all five of us. And that's how it felt. He was trying to consolidate because he didn't want the pressure on him. You understand? Oh, man.
1: <laughs> okay, so I got some thoughts about this. I got some thoughts about and this, too. I'm, I'm a big fan of KG. Uh-huh. I, I, I always, I always really respected KG, and I like KG's mentality. I like uh-huh. the fact that he's a salty motherfucker and he <laughs> never lets things go, and that, uh-huh. and that he, and that he wants to, to, you know, hate everybody. And we'll get to that part later. Okay. But the idea that the Celtics broke LeBron James is a little much for me. Like, okay, I mean. He's not, his from his perspective, he's not
0: wrong. From from his perspective. He's saying, you know, there was an agenda. You know, LeBron had to leave Cleveland to go to Miami to not do what he was doing in Cleveland. And that was not getting past the Celtics.
1: And and you know what? That That's a fair point, right? The, Celt, the Celtics were the team that was getting it done. Mm-hmm. However, and I was listening to Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman talk about this on First Take. And Stephen... Stephen A. Smith kind of hinted at some of the stuff we've all thought about the the Cleveland Cavaliers in those late years when LeBron was still what, when he what, when what he was saying, dominating, um, about uh, some stuff that was going on internally with the team, things what? that may or may not have. Revolved around a certain teammate of LeBron James and uh, LeBron James's mom. Who was the teammate again? Delonte West. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who was a longtime Celtic himself, as a matter of fact. Delonte West got
0: like arrested with like a desperado suitcase full of guns or something in a motorcycle. He would.
1: He would. Like you seen. Like he was crazy. You know, longtime Celtic himself. And basically, it was like you know what—that was not a good situation for LeBron. There was a lot going on mm-hmm. that you know he was trying to overcome, and also the fact that that team just wasn't very good. It was good because LeBron was great, and yeah. they were and they were over here starting like you know Daniel Gibson and Mo Williams Look, and, to and old credit,
0: Shaq. To LeBron's credit, I seen a picture. Somebody retweeted after this. Uh huh. Yeah, happened. I know what you're talking and about. And it's the, it's the four Celtics. You know, it's, it's Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Rondo, and KG. Two of them standing on each side of LeBron James. And somebody tweeted it and said, All this to be the 25 year old. And you, I was like,
1: Yo, that's crazy. That's wild was, that he's 25 he was, right now. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. It, it, it's like that he was that young. And you know, the, the he cra- was that good. Yeah, he was that young and that good. And you know, it's interesting that you bring up Giannis, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that happened in the broadcast that, first of all, I thought was really like kind of rubbed me the wrong way at first and then kind of got me thinking about it is mm-hmm. Reggie Miller started talking about passing the torch. Yeah. It was on a play where, where LeBron fouled Giannis. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, that play was kind of a passing of the torch that Giannis is the young new guy and LeBron is the old guy. Ten years ago, LeBron was right there. He yeah, was yeah. the superstar yeah, on yeah. a good team. And and the and the Bucks, I think, are a better team than that Cavs team yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, right, it's it's all about Giannis. And yeah. and it wasn't enough for Giannis last year, as good as he was, because again, when you look at that team, they have good players, but he needs another real star. At least well, come on, I do how I you know. win in the NBA. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm but gonna, but I'm gonna, that, that's how that's how you win in the NBA. I don't know. Now. I don't you know. You can't I'm gonna, win I'm with so low stars. I'm gonna, I'm
0: gonna wait until Giannis develops a full three point shot before I say that. Because if this dude does get a three point shot, and, and he, he, might might be be oh my, he might be the one. He, he might be the one. He might be the one. He might. He might be like straight yes, up. I'm telling you, if you've seen you know? it's like, fam. Dude he wasn't t- hitting. He cheap was shooting. Threes. He was shooting threes. Shot clock running down. I'm shooting this with confidence. Type three, like not
1: not he. He was doing Jordan shoulder shrugs. You yeah, know, what I saying? mean, I mean, he was he was shooting it like you know he just wasn't thinking about it at all. He was just putting it up there. But I think it's interesting that you brought up that point because that was LeBron, you know, and it was, and it was and it wasn't enough for LeBron and it wasn't enough for Giannis even in an MVP season. No, you know, because that's just not how you win in the NBA. And and I think that that's. I, that, that's something I always, you know, find a little bit weird about the Miami Heat thing. I, I think, you know, people are like, oh, he had to go to Miami, you know, and surround himself with other stars and take the pressure off, which is what KG was saying. It's like LeBron was front and center. He wasn't he wasn't just like hiding behind his wingman. He was the man. No, he was. the he, man. T- he took that team and he made it his team. He took Dwayne Wade's team yep. and made it his team. And that whole, oh, yeah, we broke LeBron. Where do you think he went? He I mean, was he he put you out he put you out the playoff 2 years in a row and made y'all break up. I mean but he but he,
0: the point that he was making was they broke him. But they didn't was break in Cle- him. They broke him when he was in Cleveland and he went and got fixed. And then he was stronger. It's like a broken bone. You break a bone, it heals back stronger. That's what happened with LeBron. And,
1: and see, and, and I guess that, that's that's a way to think about it. And, and I, I do see what you're saying. I feel like, though, when they talk about, oh, we broke LeBron, and we, like, you know, when we say, like, we broke somebody, it's like you, you messed him up, and, like, he was never the same after that. But he said, you know, he's saying it with that. First off,
0: let me just acknowledge that the way KG delivers things is the exact reason why the Boston media doesn't take shots at him or never took shots at to him to my point that think I was about saying think about
1: what he the way he said it and the way that Bill Simmons just kind of like I mean just think he about wanted it, no think, part of think that.
0: about any reporter in the locker room after a Celtics game about to ask KG a question they had to really think hard <laughs> you know what I'm saying one but two when he's saying we broke them and he's being as aggressive as he's talking about it he's also saying things like this isn't no cordial thing if I see those dudes now we're not saying hi to each other it's not going to be like how's your family doing they 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 brought up
1: when Dwayne Wade tried to break Rondo's elbow. Let's listen to that part of the interview because, as a matter of fact, KG talked about that right mm-hmm. here. Let, let's listen to it from his mouth. You could hear it in his voice. Listen, a lot of people think that it's sports. If you had D Wade,
2: Chris Bosh, and LeBron over in this corner, and you mm-hmm. had me, Ta. I'm just making these names up. Maybe yeah. Paul and yeah. Rondo right here. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a what's up, and it'll be cool and respect, but it won't be any like fraternize. It ain't For gonna really? be like yo, how the family. It won't be none oh, of wow. that. No, it's real. We that's, do they don't fuck with that's us. Forever, huh? We don't fuck with them. But it's cool though. It's it's yeah. a mutual understanding in I love which this. we have respect for each other, but it won't be like when I did the interview with D Wade, that was me having to interview D. Wade. But part of me, you know, that that he knows and, and, and he knows. And we talked about that off camera and it was an understanding. But everybody knows that that's in there. We go to All Star Games, they on that side, we right here. Wow. Yeah. It was yeah.
0: real. He don't fuck with them, period. <laughs> you yeah. you it, don't like them. Yeah, but it, it's funny because you mentioned that Rondo's playing with LeBron now. Kendrick Perkins has played yeah. with LeBron. Somebody else went with LeBron too. Ray Allen. Ray, 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 Allen, Ray went. Allen
1: went with LeBron and right after championship. Championship. Ray, you won a championship the next year. Oh after. Oh so God. he pulled the KD before KD did, though he wasn't the same caliber of player KD they was. They you know? hate Ray Allen, Yeah, family. they do. They don't and, even you know like what? Ray Allen. And, and and that's the thing. And, and we, we were kind of going back and forth. On this, because KG was was I think speaking more hypothetical, like he he named Rondo's name, mm-hmm. but he did he did qualify mm-hmm. that you know I'm just making up names I'm just I'm just like saying you know people's mm-hmm. names mm-hmm. or whatever like you know the ones who who like I'm riding with now yeah. which make which does make me think like I wonder where Rondo sits on this. Well, I mean
0: Rondo's still in the league, so he got to do what's best for him. You know, yeah, what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. KG's out of the league. Paul Pierce is retired. Ray Allen's retired. Yeah, you know, but- Kendrick
0: Person. Kendrick Perkins is pretty much retired too. So, you know, I, I I don't blame Rondo for doing what's best for him. He's trying to get more he's yeah, trying to add yeah. his legacy, you know what I'm saying? But
1: but but I feel like right when when you listen to Paul Pierce sometimes still talk about LeBron mm-hmm. he still has a little bit of that edge him him and KG both have a little bit of that salt from those competitive days I They mean, they're, they're not
0: letting it go and, and you know I, what? I would love to hear Carl Malone talk I bet you he's still salty that Jordan took all six of his championships. I mean <laughs> hell yeah I <laughs> was, mean was it like what, it was it? three they played against the jazz it was, two, it was two
1: they played against the jazz yeah, yeah. and and that second one especially I think the jazz were better yeah and 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 the, and Jordan so yeah, I mean Jordan when, it still comes took that,
0: it. when we're talking about Champions championship mindset
1: and championship caliber things, yes, the salt is always going to be there. And you know what's interesting, though, is like, you know, I feel like you don't have to have that. You don't have you don't necessarily have to have that mentality of I got to hate my opponents when I step on the court or step on the field in order to be great and to be champions like like LeBron is a is a three-time champion and he, he daps people up all the time but i i do feel like when he gets on the court and he wants to beat you he wants to beat you yeah. but but he also that, comes that... from a different day and age you know what i'm yeah. saying i mean he's more business oriented it, 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 it a he little understand. bit different he, you know he's yeah. a, he's bigger than
0: basketball he he kind of takes it and handles things that way these old school guys is like listen
1: if KG, i don't like you i don't like you KG was the kind of dude he was he was crazy like he was the kind of dude they tried to make him sit out of practice and he ran alongside the court while his team was practicing when they held him out of practice Mm -hmm. and pretended to play on the sidelines mental that that dude (laughs) he's wild all right well well,
0: let's keep it kg real quick okay because basketball just announced its newest 2020 hall of fame nominees and here are some of the big first time nominees kevin garnett's one of them we got kobe bryant Mm -hmm. we got tim duncan chris bosch Sean Marion, Michael Finley? I know, right? What? You, mad random. Tamika Ketchins <laughs> and Swin Cash. Yeah, those last two are from the WNBA. Yeah, yeah Tamika Ketchins and Swin Cash
1: from the WNBA. Michael Finley? Really? Yeah, no. I, I I looked at that and it's like, I remember Michael Finley. But again, right? Like... It, criteria for what makes a hall of famer not right? him <laughs> like just because you won a championship obviously you don't just get to be a hall of Famer. does he
0: lead any teams in any statistical categories so. he like an all-time leader or anything like
1: that i don't think so man i don't yeah it, i don't how did he get how do you how do you get nominated because here's the thing man like the, the way i see this right you know they talk about this in other sports and i think this applies here you got i think four dudes that make the Hall of Fame first ballot, or at least make the Hall of Fame soon. I mean, who Kobe is immediately making it. Yes. Tim Duncan's immediately making it. Yes, KG is immediately making it. Yes, Chris Bosh, if he doesn't make it this time, Maybe he's going to make it down the road. Yeah, because, Sean Marion as well. Yeah, see, Sean Marion is such an interesting case, man, because he's because he's also a champion. You know, he also he also won one with the with the Mavs mm-hmm. in that series where they knocked off LeBron, mm-hmm. and. His—I I put Sean Marion and Michael Finley—I I would say Sean Marion is elevated above him, but I put them both in the hall of very good, I would say. I mean, I, Sean I, Marion was a really good defender, he was
0: he was an he had a very unorthodox offensive game.
1: Yo, the Matrix man, yeah, like like people exactly. like people talked about just how versatile he was, his athletic ability. Man, I was watching some stuff of him, just like his activity. He like he, he, he was blocking dudes on one end, mm-hmm. and then and then he just runs down the other end and bangs it on somebody, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, dang, I that's forgot it, what I mean, he was those, like those
0: years in Phoenix when he was with Steve Nash and Amari mm-hmm. Stoudemire were really good years, and I and that's what I'm thinking about right now. When it comes down to Sean Marion and being in the, the yeah. Hall of Fame, I'm not even thinking about the years in Dallas when he won the championship. So it's like I, I can't yeah. even think of other years for Michael Finley besides the Dallas year. I mean, he only, pretty much only played for Dallas, right?
1: Um, he played for a couple other teams, but he was with Dallas for like eight or nine yeah, seasons or, nine or something seasons, like that. He, yeah. was, he was there for quite a while. And then the other stops were kind of like, eh. So, so like, that was where he made his hay. you know. Was, so you think Chris Bosh is, is, is not this time, but next time? I would put Chris Bosch in now. You would? Probably. I mean, I, I, I here's the thing with, I with don't know, him. Man. It's, it's unfortunate because his career was cut a little short with the health stuff. But Yeah, I, I think that even if he doesn't get in first ballot, I, I think he gets in later. I think there's a solid chance to argue. Yeah, I mean, like, like, years, like if you got if you gotta spend if you got a limited amount of votes, yeah, you know, and you gotta leave Chris Bosch this off this time, okay, that's fine. His years in Toronto were good. Yeah, I mean his years in Toronto were good, and then he became a champion. Well, well I mean, yeah, because he was a he was a star with Toronto. He Superstar. was he was he was a real ass star yep. with Toronto, and then, you know, he got a lot of flack in Miami as being like the three of the big three. But he kept up his play and kept evolving his game after LeBron left. He stayed good, and it this just happened true. to be that you know if, if his career wasn't cut short the way it was, then. I think that this is probably less in doubt because he probably still would be playing mm-hmm. and we would probably still be good. Tamika Catchings and Swin Cash shoe them in. They're, those are WNBA Yo, legends. Tamika Catchings, man. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm, looking. Beast. She got a laundry list of accomplishments, oh, bro. Yes, like I think yes, she's yes. still, I think she's still the WNBA leader in Steals or something like mm. that. He's like seven-time All-Star Boss. and like all WNBA. Like Baller. Ooh, she she was. Getting it done in Swin Cash, you know, is, is a name that... She's a legend. Yeah, I mean... It's like, like, how is she even not in there already? I mean, it's just because of the, the time limit. It, it's, it's literally just because What's there has the time to time limit? I, I believe it's five years after you retire. Kobe's been retired for five years? It's going to be, yeah. Yeah, because cause he retired in... Is it four? I, I want to say it's five seasons. Damn. Time is flying. Because he retired in the 2015-2016 season. Mm, mm. I know it's been that long, right? Yeah, yeah so, so maybe it's four years.
0: I guess it might be four years. Right, we're going to figure that out. If you guys know listening, tweet us and let us know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. But, I mean, it's like, yeah, we're not even going to bother talking about, like, the likes of Kobe and Tim Yeah, nah, go- no, they're in there. The, the only thing that you talk about with them is, like, where they rank in the pantheon of greatest players of all time. And this is I don't fact. know if we got enough time to do that tonight. We'll do it another time. But look, we'll, we'll do it when the, when the induction happens.
0: This is true, this is true. All right, so I want to introduce something new that you brought to the table. Let's do and this. And this right here is cash or trash. And I, I talk to the people about this.
1: So I came up with this idea, actually, when I was doing some football writing. And I, ke- <laughs> and I kept it off of, like, my little weekly column or whatever uh, when I was doing that because it sounded a little bit, you know, harsh or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe not as journalistic as but you like. But it sounds perfect life, for this. But it sounds great for this because, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, what, what's more perfect for a basketball podcast where you're trying to have fun than calling something cash versus trash? Because this is true. I mean, it's just part of the lexicon. So So, so what's the whole concept? So the concept is we're going to pick a couple of things every week that are basically, you know, our highlights and lowlights. What we thought was great. to our hi- highlights and lowlights. Yeah. So, so it's like what we're gonna, what we think was great during the week, and what we think sucked. Like, you know, one player or one team or one play or whatever that was great, and then you know, a couple of things that we think are terrible. Can I start? Let's start. Let's one do One thing I thought was cash.
0: Let's go. Russell Westbrook waving goodbye to Patrick Beverly.
1: <laughs> keep like the Yeti pes- alive.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes, keep Woo! that same energy. Keep the energy coming. Uh, yeah. Forever. You know what? I, I, you know what? I want that to be a forever beef. I think it is a yeah, forever it is beef. A for- I, that's the type of beef Kevin Garnett's talking about. That is about. the kind I, of beef. I, that- I
0: don't want to ever see Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook shaking hands no. unless they got gray hair.
1: No, no. That, and you know what? I, I want to see their kids beefing on the court. I don't yeah, yeah. I think I think <laughs> that's probably gonna happen. You know what's funny? Because on that episode, uh-huh. on the the you know, KG Bill Simmons episode, they talked about Patrick Beverly a little bit down the line, they were like, yeah, I feel like Patrick Beverly is like the only player today that really keeps that energy alive. You damn right, man, for mm. sure. like, and, and you know what? They keep it 100% all the time. He's never going to give that up. All right, so what do you got for Cash of Trash? So keeping it a little bit Clippers-oriented, I loved the series of plays that happened. There was a little poster competition ooh, going on ooh, what between Paul George of the Clippers and uh-huh. Kelly Oubre, So first, so okay. so first, Paul George got Kelly Oubre, mm-hmm. and then Kelly Oubre picks Paul George's pocket, mm-hmm. runs down the court a little for a steel competition that happens between have a shot a Paul George down down of the Clippers, and Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre it it of the Phoenix, and nice. it's just like well, more. More of that. You know what? I love it. He just dunked on him the other night again. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. It's like Kelly Oubre has just been dunking on people all year. And and again, you talked about it, right? Like wanting his athleticism Mm -hmm. to to get back to, you know, kind of like where it was or like get him feeling comfortable again. Like, you know, Kelly Oubre, again, we have both kind of liked him for a little while. And I just, I love seeing that. Every time somebody gets you, like whether it's pickup or whether it's the NBA, get them back Every damn time.
0: Okay, so one thing I think is trash that I'm going to pick up off this list. Okay, okay. The Lakers bench. <sighs> Listen, the Lakers bench cannot score four points. Ever. No, if they are expected to trash. win a championship, that's absolutely
1: trash. They need to be cash. They can't be coming out with trash. That's crazy. When you look at the numbers that the Lakers put up against the Bucks the other day, and you had, like, Anthony Davis with, like, 36 points and LeBron with 21 points. Uh-huh. You had Danny Green put up like, you know, like 25 points or something like that. He had like seven threes in this game, mm-hmm. you know. And then you you had, uh, and then you had like KCP, Cantavius Caldwell Pope putting up numbers. He had 13 points. So mm-hmm. almost all the starters, if not all of them, were in double figures. And then you get four points off the bench. Like these dudes are playing like they're taking up like a combined like like they are taking up significant minutes in your game. Yo, they're Anthony trash. Davis has a bum ankle. They are trash. <laughs> Playing 43 minutes and LeBron, you know, can't play every minute when he's 34 going on 35. You got to score. I don't want to say it. when I
0: say they are trash, not the Lakers, just specifically the, the Lakers bench. bench. But but you have one thing on this list
1: that I didn't even see and I don't even know if I want to see. Like what is this right here? Nope, nope. Uh I I have not seen it. And I'm not going to try to go looking for it, but uh, <laughs> this morning everybody woke up to uh, some leaked nude photos that were apparently of Stephen Curry. What? Of one Stephen I Curry. don't want
0: to talk about Steph Curry nudes. That's yeah. crazy. And, and, so,
1: and so that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. Whoever did that shit. You trash. Now, <laughs> why would you leak? Ste- I don't care about Steph Curry's news. That's wild, man. No, now I'll say this though. Apparently, what happened is that um, I just saw Steph Curry's agent said that that was absolutely not him. Now, whether you believe that or not, I ain't see the pictures. I'm not going to try to see them. But uh, yeah, if if that if those actually are Steph. <laughs> that's trash. And even if they're not Steph, you still fucking trash, weirdo. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Anything else you got for cash or trash? So, so check this out. So, one thing that's flying a little bit under the radar right now, and we're talking about these LA teams mm-hmm. Luka Doncic has been injured for the Dallas Mavericks Yo, a little bit of late. They still beat the Bucs, though. They still beat the Bucs. And you want to know why? Why? Because Chris Stops Porzingis mm. is doing the damn thing. The oh unicorn is back. Coming into today, coming uh-huh. into Friday, yep, yep. he has dropped three straight 20 and 10 performances. Wow! And, and again, man, like he's 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 trying to keep it, you know, within the offense and not try to just do all this like kind of, you know, I'm I'm the man. I'm going to take all the shots kind of thing. He's just trying to play within his game. But, man, he's looking like the biggest damn shooting guard I've ever seen. The stroke I mean, is back.
0: The stroke is back. I mean, he's playing real smooth. I mean like you said Luca's been a little injured and right before Luca got injured I mean he was on a tear I mean mm-hmm. he was on a like a serious tear that guy was doing exactly what he needed to do from the last conversation we was having about him as far as can he be the youngest MVP? I mean he was playing like it. Yeah. But he's injured right now and Kristaps has absolutely stepped up. And it just makes me think about the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, like, yeah man, it's like you guys are just absolutely just You just in the you foot. just
1: really didn't want to have that. No. And and that's the thing, right? When if you get those two guys playing like that, Luca and Kristaps playing like that mm-hmm. in a playoff series. Yeah. That's gonna be interesting. I don't. I don't know that they have quite the team to win in a seven-game series. Not yet. But that young pairing—they're so young, man. But that listen. So Damn. This is, thing, this is the thing I say about the.
0: Not to take the attention off of the Dallas Mavericks and Kristaps Porzingis right now, but that's my point about the Bucks and winning seven-game series. The fact that they even lost that game to Dallas and they didn't have Luka, is, it said everything I needed to know about experience as far as it pertains to the Bucs and, and versus like somebody like the Lakers and somebody like the Clippers. They're not going to lose that type of game. If the, if the Lakers or the Clippers are playing against the team and they're missing one of their superstar players, I can almost guarantee that they're going to win that game. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I and think that... So it's funny yeah, that the Bucks lost. Yeah, and, and it's it's regular season. You know, it kind of is what it is, right? I mean, I, I go back to this, and one of my enduring memories about this was uh, in 2011 when the Chicago Bulls looked like they were the best team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Derrick Rose, MVP, all that stuff. They went... 3-0, I believe, against the Miami Heat in the mm-hmm. regular season. Yep. And they got stomped out in five games when they met in the Eastern Conference Finals, man. Because yeah, sometimes, sometimes it just happens like that because you had a team full of veteran superstars and you had Yo. one superstar going up against three, essentially. I just want to talk about Petty real quick.
0: The Bucks tweeted mm. the Los Angeles Lakers picture from earlier this season, right? Mm-hmm. And said oh, this must be from preseason. And I was like, what is this? So I click on a picture, and it's a picture from the Lakers beating the Warriors on October 5th or something like that, and they beat the Warriors by, like, 20 points or something like that. It was crazy. And and the Lakers tweeted it and said, NBA, you have been warned. So last night, the Bucs retweeted it and said, was this
1: from (laughs) preseason? Woo, I'm like I'm like the NBA is spicy. See, that's the thing, man. Like people talk about, you know, the, the NBA and you know, maybe the product on the court isn't always what you want or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, we always know what three teams or whatever are gonna have a chance at a title. But man, NBA drama. Is the best drama. The pettiness of the NBA is unmatched by any major sports league. And that's just what it's all about. But with all
0: that being said, are you surprised that the ratings are down by like 17 to 20% across the board?
1: Well, no. And and I mean when you think about it, right? Like I don't, like, for example, I don't have NBA.com you know like or like the, like a subscription through nba.com I mean but just, I stream but my games if I watch them or I just watch on ESPN or but that's TNT what I'm saying. like
0: ESPN and TNT those that's all down do you think that that has to do with the fact that Load management has been a real serious issue. You got your superstars sitting out on nationally well, I, I, televised TV. Um, that's, my-
1: that's part of why they were like, they way weighing, making some rules, you know, to, to kind of discourage teams like the Clippers from resting Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Like when you got ESPN games, you know, primetime games, you know? The Warriors on a dominant
0: team right now, and they was must-see TV last year. That can affect it, too? And, and I
1: think that to an extent, right, like, you have... In major markets, mm-hmm. like, you know, so L.A. is definitely, you know, carrying the load for the West Coast. You got two really good L.A. teams in, is true. In, a, in a top three media market. But in Chicago, the team's bad. In New York, <laughs> you, know, you know. You won't give the Bulls a break. Hell no, I'm not going to give the Bulls a break. As a matter of fact, you know what? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you my other trash. All right. <laughs> give it some. me. And it does involve the Chicago Bulls. Uh-huh. So we got to go back a little bit, you know, into last week. Okay. So the Bulls had a game where they absolutely just wasted the Atlanta Hawks. They beat them like 136 to 102. I remember just that game. Smoked them out. Then last Friday's game against the Charlotte Hornets happened. You know how the Bulls followed up that 136-point performance? How? They followed that up. By dropping 50 points through three quarters of an <laughs> NBA game. They actually only score like, okay, so look, you know, if, if you if you're not that familiar with it, you know, scoring 40 points and a half, which is what the Bulls did, it's not great, but you usually expect an NBA team to be able to rebound from that and put up a big third quarter, or, you know, whatever, right out of halftime. But you know what the Chicago Bulls did in this game? They scored 10 points in the third quarter for a grand total of 50. That's how much teams normally score by halftime. I mean, the Bulls are like, – like, you can't even do that shit – like, if you're playing, like, NBA Live or NBA 2K and you put it on two-minute quarters, like mm-hmm. how the, the original settings used to be and stuff like that, I mean, they're pretty trash. I got to say, though, um, you know, because I'm going to talk about them a little bit later on, they're somehow not quite as bad as I thought. I was as about I to say, later on, let's just jump into it now because this is one of the teams you're watching. <laughs> yeah, might, might as well. So, so you know what? You've been trying to avoid it. So Yeah, so you know what? Why don't I go ahead and lead this off? Um, one of my three teams I'm going to yeah, watch hey, this week. Yo, know, they
0: sound happy about it, man. It's okay. I
1: can't. I can't sound happy about it because they're bad and they're gonna, awful. But you're gonna be watching basketball. I'm gonna be watching basketball. But you're mad because It's
0: gonna be bad basketball. Yeah. You I'm know. Be,
1: well, I'm gonna be mad because it's bad Bulls basketball. I feel like I can I can <laughs> handle I can handle other teams' bad basketball. Like I could like I could watch some New Orleans Pelicans and Memphis Grizzlies Listen, all day. because if y'all
0: can see this man's face right now. He looks so disappointed that he finally got to watch
1: the Bulls. This is hilarious. I mean, like, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious because here is the thing, man. Like you know, so so Zach Levine uh-huh. is you know everybody was expecting the possibility that he could be an all star. You know, he can still fill it up and he can score, but you know he's he's just not quite that consistent. Yet. Yo, I almost and traded
0: tra- I almost traded Paul George for Zach Levine in my fantasy basketball league. I'm happy
1: I didn't. No, but no, go ahead, keep for, going for, for sure. But you know, so so he can fill it up, he can score, but he's still not the kind of defensive player you want. Mm-mm. Um. The Chicago Bulls have rediscovered the fact that Lowry Markinen, their number seven overall pick from uh-huh. a couple of years ago, they've uh-huh. rediscovered the fact that he's good, wow. and yet they don't trust him in crunch time. So, like, he'll be filling it up. Like, like the other night, he had, like, 22 points in 25 minutes. Like, he's, mm-hmm. he's killing it. Killing he's it. getting it done. And then they sat his ass down for a long stretch of the game and got beat. Because That's they crazy. couldn't score enough points, That's like crazy. come. So it's the coach. It's the coach. It's the coach. I it's mean, and, coach. and okay, the team. The team is not great. Okay, like let's be real about this. Right? What do they got to do to get better? Well, for one, I think they need a real point guard. They Absolutely, um, do they? Need that. They need to develop some of these younger players better. Because here's the thing: Lowry Markkinen is good. Zach Levine is good. Um, but those are your two best players, and neither one of them play very good defense. You have Wendell Carter Jr who is a pretty good all-around player. I like him. But they've, they have neutered his jump shot, man. They've basically <laughs> told him, like, man, <laughs> like, no, no open jumpers for you. And he wasn't terrible at shooting threes, like, like open threes or whatever, when he was in college. So do you think
0: the Bulls can still make the playoffs? You never thought the Bulls could make the playoffs. That no. I, I was, I was now, me. That was me.
1: No, I'll say this. I'll say this. They're, they're not, like, out of it. They're not the New York Knicks, you know, or whatever. Like, they're still technically in the hunt. You know, they're kind of hovering in that, like, you know, 10, 11 range in the Eastern Conference. And that'll keep you in the game basically the whole season because the bottom half of the Eastern Conference, like, if it is what it usually is— you know, it's not going to be that good. So, yeah, they have a chance to sneak in. You Maybe. do. You have another team from the Eastern Conference you're going to be watching? Yeah, as a matter of fact, yeah, another another team from the Eastern Conference, another team from that Central Division, mm-hmm. and that's the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. And the reason why shout Shout-out to Bruce Brown, man. Bruce Brown's from Roxbury. Shout-out to him. What's up? So, I'm interested in them, not just because of Blake Griffin and seeing how much star power he can bring this team still, you know, after kind of— all the injuries and all the stuff he's kind of been through. Like he's, you know, got a great game, but I'm interested in this team because of what Derek Rose has been doing. recently. I mean, Derek Rose, have you been seeing some of the moves he's been putting down? Yes. And he's looking like, I mean, if Derek Rose could still jump,
0: it'd be over.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think that that's the sad thing, right? Because I think Derrick Rose can still jump in spurts. Like you know, I've seen him like dunk once or twice yeah, like over yeah. the last couple of years, where you can see that he can, he can still get up, but he can't get up like he used to. No, nah. he's not quite that same you know dynamic force, but he's still got tons of speed. Yep, he's still strong. He can, he can still get away. Got, he can separate himself. Yeah, he easily. can separate himself from. Him. He's still got a nice little shifty handle. It, it's, his creativity. His jump shot has gotten better. His his jump shot and especially in the mid ranges, like when yeah. he was when he was really cooking when he was with Chicago, that mid range jumper, you know, the the three ball he shot it a lot more with you know with more confidence, but he still wasn't a great three point shooter. It was the mid range man. It was being able to break you down away from the basket, because especially for a guy who's he's six two, six three or something like that, so he's not the tallest guard in uh-huh. the world, but he's not he's not badly sized, but he's not the tallest guard. But if he can do that, like, it, it just adds an element of his game that I feel like he's been missing for years. Mm-hmm. And he's been – like, he put Paul George in a spin cycle. He absolutely And, and did. hit a game winner on a him a game, couple of weeks ago. Game. He's an elite defender. Exactly. You know, I mean. and, and again, it's just like, man, like, even though he'll never be that guy again, he'll never be that guy from when I was, you know, freshman, sophomore in college, and he's over there just just dominating, right? But – It's been so fun to watch him kind of reemerge and maybe not be a superstar again, but look like he still has a little bit of star power left in that.
0: All right. So you're going to be watching them. I'm I'm excited to see Reggie Jackson come back. But yeah, your third team. Absolutely.
1: Um, So my third team, I'm going to go back to the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm interested to see mainly how they respond to this back-to-back losing streak they've they've tried to vow you know as a team that they will never lose another back-to-back stretch again mm-hmm. um and they did just come off a pretty long road trip you know it's, it's been a while since they played in the staples center so i mean okay right you know they're probably a little bit jet lagged but you know, they've also played a couple of good teams and haven't come out on top. You know, this Bucks game was one that people have had circled on the calendar for a while, and they and they couldn't get it done. I'm kind of resigned to the fact—well, So well, okay, so number one, Anthony Davis isn't 100% healthy. Um, I'm kind of resigned to the fact that LeBron James is not just going to be the guy— that we all believe that that we all know he is. He's not going to do that yet because it's mm-hmm. too early in the season. Mm-hmm. He's got to save himself for you know, the the you know long playoff road that they're clearly headed on. Barring Rondo it, Rondo's barring been ba- injury, Rondo's back and he's playing well. Rondo Rondo is playing well. He's been he's been struggling of late, and the reason for that being that they're making him shoot the ball because that's the thing you sh- must always do with Rajan Rondo. He's better from three than he used to be yes he's a better shooter than he used to be but he's still not a great shooter so you make him shoot that ball avery bradley is still trying to get his legs underneath him a little bit he's had a couple of good games since being back from injury you know a couple of eh games it's really about everybody else kind of gelling around that nuke that superstar nucleus they have in lebron james and ad because they're gonna get theirs every single night kyle kuzman still injured yeah, Kyle Kuzma's still, but out you want to know somebody? Hurt. Somebody I I, I,
0: I want to see get a, a couple of twenty point games, number four.
1: Mm, yeah, Caruso. Yeah, you know everybody. <laughs> everybody loves them. Some Alex Caruso. Caruso. I, I gotta say, I gotta say, like his value is like. No, he's he's not gonna score you a whole lot of points. I think he's like literally scored like he's averaging like four points a game or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so we- But when he does score, it's it's fun. I feel like when he's scoring, his put his put back dunks. He just has a knack for it. Yeah. I just. You yeah. know, you and you, you like you watch him out there, and he looks like he looks like a thirty-five-year-old man. Like he's like starting to bald. <laughs> like he's got that male-pattern baldness going. Like he looks like he doesn't belong. At on least the he's embracing court. his baldness, yeah. unlike LeBron. Ooh, LeBron! LeBron <laughs> is str- is struggling, man. Like that, the, the back the back of his hair, the hairline. there's some patches there, man. But you know, when Caruso all of a sudden just parachutes out of nowhere and throws down a putback dunk, you're like, what? Like every single time and, it's and crazy. He hustles. He plays hard. He 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 competes on defense. You know, every once in a while he get you a steal. You know, he he's always out there giving it what he's got. He can hit you with three every once in a while. And I feel like that's that's why the Lakers trust him. That's why they're giving him more burn. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's he's earned it, you know. So he's not he's not gonna be a twenty point a game guy. That ain't really gonna happen. But, you know, there is a role for him. It just has to be a role where he scores a little bit more because they're gonna play him, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that and I mean that goes for KCP, mm-hmm. who needs to you know keep Produce his act more. together on a consistent basis. Yep, yep. You know, and you know it's got to be Danny Green too because he's one of the only he's one of the only pure shooters
0: on this team. But I told you, Danny Green is never gonna have another one of those thirty point games. he had, he had a twenty five point game. He's not gonna have no more thirty plus point games. But yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean he had seven threes the other night, and, and that's what he's there for, you know. Uh, but again, it's just what do you got aside from those two guys? And I feel like that's the kind of thing we're not going to necessarily find out the answer to that this week. But we might. <laughs> I, but we're gonna we're I gonna. I heard they're trying to get Andre Iguodala. Hmm, that would be nice. Uh, again, like he's he's another guy who is not going to be. He's a he's a three and D guy. He's not a great shooter. He's a guy that can knock down open shots, but he's a guy you can trust. All at all times because who wouldn't want a guy like Andre? Who wouldn't want a guy like Andre Iguodala on your team? He's a he's a great veteran. He's a good defender. He scraps. He just knows the game, right? Uh, but you know we're gonna see a thing or two this week. You know this Christmas matchup with the Clippers. It's going to be tight. I mean, I think the
0: Christmas matchup is going to be really really good. I'm going to really be watching that to see what's You think there's going to be any load management issues going on?
1: I don't think so. I think they're going to I think they're going to do this up for Christmas. Okay. I think it's going to be
0: real. They better. They better. All right. So, we're going to jump into my three teams that I'm watching. Let's do it. And I'm I'm going with the Celtics. I'm jumping back into the Celtics. What they're healthy. I can't again. believe Listen, this. Listen, since you're watching the Bulls for the first time, I figure I might as well just go to the Celtics to try to you
1: know keep that home Even team the, thing you, going. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, I knew I knew you were gonna watch them anyway. It doesn't it doesn't require a theme. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But I'm
0: just saying they're healthy. They're healthy yeah. again, and I want to see them. I want to see what they're going to do over yeah. the next week and going into the Christmas break and coming out of the Christmas Absolutely. break. I just want to see what, how the Celtics are playing right now. Yeah. Um, there's not really any crazy specific reason. I mean, the both both the Jays are balling.
1: I Jay mean, went, come on. You so it's like you watch the Celtics like for our first three teams. It's been a while. We've gone through all the three teams, so you know what? You get a pass. You yeah, get a I'm going to I'm going to watch
0: them again, man. I want to see if they're going to, you know, do what they got to do to keep themselves at the top of the Eastern Conference. Um second team I'm going to be watching I'm gonna stick with the team I was watching. Oh, I heard that. I'm gonna stick with the team I was watching before our little uh, load management break. Okay, what's load management? Before we took our little injury break that okay, you know. Yeah, there, before we, we took go. Our yeah, break, Don't be hating on me. I'm, like I'm that. My fault. My fault. My fault. I'ma stick with the Dallas Mavericks specifically because Kristaps Porzingis has been balling. Like you said, he's had a bunch of back-to-back 20 and 10 games. Luka's Yo. injured. I'm liking everything that's going on with Dallas as far as chemistry is going so i just kind of want to take a closer look Yeah, because absolutely. them winning that game against the bucks without luka to me was like a red flag in a in a good way it was like a yeah, it, it was so, like a so blip in like a radar a light,
1: it's like a light bulb yeah, moment it, you're just it, like okay yeah all it right. made me
0: start paying a little bit closer attention because it's like the hype it's, the hype for luka is one thing you know what i'm saying yeah. the, hype, the luka hype is one thing but if these guys beat the bucks and the bucks had their full team the bucks are the best team in the yeah, nba right yeah they beat right the now. bucks it's definitely made me want to just sit down and look at, okay, so if Luca can be out and they can still win this game, that means that they have a good team. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The bench is showing up, the role players are showing up, and like you said, they have that that nucleus yeah. of superstars.
1: that's it's something I'm definitely yeah. going to be
0: looking forward to. It's not
1: quite like the Lakers where like, you know, that one game that AD missed, it's like, you know, yeah. they, they look, they look like the Lakers from last year yeah. where LeBron's is kind of like dragging them around, yeah. you know, yeah. like that didn't happen. No. And, and and that doesn't work. No, but that, that team got it done. So who's your last team?
0: My last team that I'm going to be watching. The third team I'm going to be watching
1: Oh.
0: the Utah jazz. They're on a four game winning streak. Charles Barkley said after the game after one of the games that he felt like he they was one of the disappointing teams, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like they're starting to gel right now. Yeah. You know, Connolly, Donovan Mitchell. I said Connolly,
1: because Go- you said Connolly.
0: Yeah. Connolly, Donovan Mitchell, yeah. Gobert, they're starting to gel. You know what I'm saying? And Mitchell's playing like a real superstar first yeah, off. Yeah, see, see he's M- been really playing like really well. See, Mitchell is that dude. See, yeah. I didn't I didn't I it's funny because when when I was watching him during his rookie season and then yeah. last year and then seeing the leaps that he's made now, I didn't expect him to 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 make the leaps that he's made. Like the leaps that he's made is is what I expect to see in Jalen Brown. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But he's actually done it and he's like the leader of that Utah Jazz team. And like teams have Definitely. a hard time stopping him. So I wanna watch them to just see their ball movement. I want to see how they're playing the game through Donovan Mitchell. If they're even playing the game through Donovan Mitchell, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I I feel like they are, but yeah, I want it, to see the role that yeah, Mike Conley has.
1: Yeah, because in the end, right, I think this the game goes through Donovan Mitchell, but, exactly. but it's like if Mike Conley, Mike Conley is a is a pure point guard, he's a, he's a great distributor. He's yeah. kind of the, you know, in in theory, right? He the hasn't really that,
0: shown up yet this season. Yeah, and he's he, starting
1: to right now. Exactly. And see, that was the thing we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, yep. right, where it's like the Utah Jazz thought he was the piece, you know, mm-hmm. that he was the extra piece that they needed, somebody to take the pressure off. But they of thought Mitchell. that, and they may be right though. Yeah, and, and it, at it, this it, point it, now, it, yeah, and see, it's like it took a while for that to manifest itself. He wasn't really playing that well. He was injured, you know, and, and stuff like that. But I now don't hear no, no more complaints around.
0: from Rudy Gobert. He's not complaining about hey. Yeah. Put me more into the offense. It's like, yeah. well, get, get an offensive game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, it's like, it's
1: like you know, you get these easy offensive touches because your guards are getting it done, and you're yeah. getting all these single, you know, matchups, and you're getting dunks. So it's like, okay, well, you know, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need to talk about that now, like because our offense is working the way it should work. Yeah.
0: So those three teams I'm watching, I'm watching them all to see if they have that championship mindset. The Celtics, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Utah Jazz. I want to see if they actually have that championship mindset because I do feel. Like I said, there's five teams right now that can win the championship from my perspective. It's the Celtics, the Bucks, the Lakers, the Clippers, and possibly the Rockets. But all these other teams out there, I wanna see if they actually are gonna do what they need to do to put themselves Mm -hmm. back in that conversation. But, yeah, that's going to wrap up this week's show of I Think I Know Basketball.
1: I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And remember to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Search us on I Think I Know Basketball. And listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor FM app. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Peace out. Yeah, peace out.